Welcome to Streets, Sports, and Success with your host, Simon and Maurice. Let's go. What's up, gang? Welcome back to Street Sports and Success. And uh, we're going to be talking about today our favorite coaches, our favorite teammates, and our favorite players. Yes. Uh, and, and when I say players, I mean having the opportunity to coach uh, in business now. Uh, people that we uh, coach that stick out to us, people, teammates that we've been on teams of that we admire, and coaches that we've pulled things from. Uh, I'll just swing it over to you. And I just want to let you guys know on in, in these typically when you see red solo cups with ice, yeah. you know, there's not water. This is completely this is yeah. H2O. This is this is uh we haven't gotten this is what I appreciate about the process. We're just getting started with the podcast. So where where do you see the game step up uh, over, say, over, say. over over the months to, to, to come? Right? We're gonna get our own, we're gonna get the nice cups and all right now we grinding it out with but red solo cups. But there's no alcoholic beverage. No, just straight water. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Come on. All right, so go ahead. Where do you want to start? Off. Why don't you start off with coaches? My favorite favorite coaches. Uh, I really got – What sticks out about them? I really got three if we if we have the time to, uh, to for, for, for me to speak on it, right? And I got to say one of my favorite coaches uh, was my running back coach in high school, uh, Coach Matt Richardson. And I, I really believe the attraction uh, and, and the liking and the um, – and, and the loving him, I don't even want to say like, I loved him, uh, was because he was not intimidated by who I was in any, like, fashion. And he wasn't scared to coach me. He wasn't scared to say uh, when I messed up. He wasn't scared to penalize me. He wasn't scared uh, to just shoot me straight. And I think as a young man, I think that we, like, we yearn discipline from somebody. I think that um, it, it, it felt real fatherly. And it felt like uh, real lovey, you know what I'm saying? And I think that coming uh, from a place that he cared about you. Yes, and, and he was I, in that ass though, but he loved you. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and but but I can also one thing I loved about him was that anything he told me, I transferred to the field, and I could see the results from it. And I think that that made me buy to, buy into him buy more. Into it. Yeah, yeah, I think that that definitely made me buy him into him more. And uh, he was just a a great overall uh, human being. Uh, the second one would be the head coach of high school, and uh, I think Ohio State needs to send him a championship ring because I think that had it not been for what he put into my foundational football, I don't think I'd be where I'm, where I'm at. And just for those who, who, who don't know. Is that McDaniel? Yes. My, my high school coach was Tom McDaniels, a legendary high school football coach. Uh, his son is Josh McDaniels, who uh, coaches for uh, the New England Patriots, the offensive coordinator. And so Josh used to be around, but uh, his co- his father uh, is really like the godfather of teaching people the game. And you kind of seen all of the success uh, that players had who come who had came from Warren Harding from that time, who went on to the NFL and uh, big time colleges. Uh, and it was so because he could develop. He knew how to develop people. Yes, the, the biggest thing he taught people the game. And so I've never um, up up until that point had anybody sit down to me. And break down schemes, break down down and distances, break down different de- different de- different de- defensive concepts. Um, and, Your and football IQ, went football up. IQ went yeah. went through the roof. Where I didn't have to expend much energy. You know, I didn't have to work as hard as the next man because I knew what was going on in front of me, and that allowed me to basically play the game from the shoulders up. Whereas other people were just playing reactionary, reactionary and trying to tackle me and hurt me. And I could kind of just pace myself through the games. And, and, and I played this. I learned how to build a season. You know what I'm saying? Learn mm. how to play a season where mm. a person was saying, hey, I'm getting ready for Friday night. You know what I'm saying? And, and it was just a whole different mentality in regards to what I'm doing. And, and that was from uh, – I think Coach Richardson was from a personal standpoint – uh, just just a, a personal man-to-man standpoint. I think Tom McDaniels was less personal and more let me raise your IQ in the game and teach you the game. And I think that that is what ultimately led to my playing early at Ohio State because I knew everything when I came in. Yeah. Uh, literally everything. I didn't have to learn a playbook. It was just different words here and there. And, and when you know you can play faster. And I think that uh, Coach Trussell encompassed both of them. Like, I think that he was the person who, from a personal standpoint, uh, instead of me uh, connecting with the guy from the neighborhood, let me let me try to pull more out of you 
to be a better individual. You know what I'm saying? That that personal part that uh, Coach Rich and Coach Rich, Coach Coach Matt Richardson was a descendant of Trestle. He played for Coach Trestle at Ohio State, I mean, at, at Youngstown State. So I can see where he got a lot of that from. But then also the football, from a football standpoint, Trestle was just as smart as Coach Tom McDaniels in regards to teaching me the game, understanding how to play the game, uh, living with me through my ups and downs and bumps and bruises, and just grabbing more out of me as a person. And so... Those were three guys um, who I had a positive experience. I want to stop with. you for a minute, Derek. Number one, I, I just uh, you know I could say you know Tress has been a, a huge uh, mentor of mine in my life and has, has poured in so much to me and made an impact in my life over the last few years. Uh, he has such a amount of uh, love for you, yeah, uh, and loyalty and and uh, and stuff to you is is uh, it's cool to see. Uh, even for the event that that you guys are doing for me here in Pittsburgh yeah. in, in June, June, yeah, uh, he's uh, he, he mentioned he wanted to ride up with you. Or, you, know, you know, or I was, supposed, I was gonna like surprise that. you with that. Yeah, uh-huh. I think you know I didn't, I didn't mention it to you. I was gonna surprise you. Oh well, I knew you was coming. No, oh, congrats, you right. But anyway, here's what I wanted to ask you. I I haven't had the chance to play for Coach Trussell. I've had the chance to learn from Coach Trussell Got a lot. You. So what I what I would ask you that 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 is unique about him to me is I, I could see how much he cares for people I could see the intelligence level um in the humility yeah. in him what's hard for me to process is you know I, I can't picture him being ultra aggressive you know on the coat on, oh, I, I, on, on the field I oh, super super aggressive in your face in your it, it, and so Tell me about that experience. Well, what was know. he like as as a as a coach? Because I know what he's like as a mentor, but it's different than than when you coach an I eighteen give, to twenty three year old males on a no. football so, field. And I wonder sometimes, you know, was he aggressive? Yeah, how, yeah. how so, can he do that? Yeah. Because most coaches need to be super aggressive. Yeah, so he, he's mild mannered, subtle, um, cerebral, and patient to the public, right? And for the most part, 80% of the time, he's like that at practice, right? And so we spent the, I probably spent, and he mentioned this in the, uh, the Youngstown Boys documentary, I probably spent 80% more time with him than the average guy, right? Just because he was he was working on me, right? Uh, but I can remember the way I won my starting position was from him being aggressive and crazy, right? So um, we were doing a, a goal line drill and... Um, all three of the running backs who were uh, before me uh, were basically going in there and, and tiptoeing and fumbling the ball, and they weren't running as hard. And so he came to me, and I ran the ball one time, and I was supposed to run through, you know, the C gap on the right side, right? That's the the six hole, the C gap, whatever you want to call it, uh, to the um, to the listener. And I was supposed to run in, but I bounced it out, and I went upfield, and I came just shy of the touchdown. And so he came and ran over, and he grabbed my thing. He said, you 230 pounds. He said, run your fucking ass in the hole, right? And I was the only time I had seen him get aggressive. And it's not so much of the words as the look in his eyes, right? And I think that a lot comes from people, um, if you have any level of discernment as to what's going on, it comes from that intense look in somebody's eyes. Passion. It, the, the, total passion. passion. And so it showed me how a person can transfer confidence energy and really like put batteries in your back to do something other than what you want to and that from that day on i think that when i just start running at people and going crazy and hitting them uh and not running from anything it came from that moment and i love how you to run it back with the ball saying hitting them yeah yeah, you know what I'm saying? yeah so come on that was that was uh be the hammer not the nail that was like the whole concept and so like Having that having that moment with him was like life changing, so to speak. You know, so it was it was, it was really life changing. Uh, but also, you know, he, he he uses it when he has to. You know, what I'm saying he he uses that. I, I, I guess you know, like you know, it, it, it's like the guy who um, who's a great jujitsu fighter, right? And and I'm pretty sure that there's certain moves that you use uh, to 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 joust, and then there's other moves that you use to choke people out with. And so you don't come into the match and just choking them out. You gotta you gotta work to that, or if you 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 use that if necessary. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that 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 piece in his repertoire of being more aggressive, he feels that hey, I can talk to you and get the I same thing out of you. That 20% well, yes, of the time. And, and so he was he was great with that. But I can't re- I can't remember 
any moments outside of that where he was that far removed from being just subtle trussle. You know what I'm saying? No matter what was going on. But I, but I also think that that was his tactic to keep people calm because we're in the national championship, bro, and things are going crazy. You know, we up, we down, we up, we down, we up, we down. They're scoring, we scoring, we turn the ball over, uh, and different players are having amazing games. And when you would see him on the sideline, he would just be normal. He would be calm no matter what was going on. Like, one way or the other, it didn't bother him. And so for other coaches or other people, I think that that sends a signal of like, okay, it's not that bad. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that ultimately, when you look at your leader. I talk about that as as for, as a form of professionalism, that when you look at some of the best quarterbacks in the game. Unbothered. You, know, you, you look at them down 14 points in the third quarter, and, and they do a close-up in the huddle. You don't very rarely do you see them in the huddle looking like they panicking and gra- grabbing everybody for out of face mask. It's, it's usually real chill, you know, and, 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 and it – it's transferred over, and when you bring up Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you know, I've learned the more relaxed that I am, the better that I do, uh, that I've had to focus on because I've been the I'm, – I'm, I'm, nobody would describe me as a relaxed individual. Um, boxing has been that way for me, learning how to breathe and, and relax has, has been able to prove benefits. And I could say one of the biggest transitions for me in business over the last five years has been people would probably describe me as having that 80-20 now. Of, of I'm only kicking it in gear that intense 20%, 30% of the time, <laughs> and I'm more laid back and chill and, and, and calm, um, even under stressful situations. I, I, I remember being in that uh, lawsuit, you know, for a million bucks that we were talking about and other crazy things happening in business. And, and uh, you know, I remember I had a real estate thing where the house burned down the first day we had it. And uh, me and Natalie, you know, Nat D, we just in there like, yeah, no big deal. I mean, it was a 10-minute conversation. Yeah, the house burnt down. We're suing this guy for a million bucks. And uh, can I have some coffee? And what time's the next meeting? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Versus that stuff would cause most people and would have caused the panic. old me a lot of panic uh, back in the day. So that just right. you know, that stuck out. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to get on trust with Tanj. I want to ask you, who were who your you know coaches? Or did, was it one coach, three coaches, or or somebody who had some sort of a, some impact or yeah. things that you admired about them? Um Man, it's it's crazy because I, you know, I, I'm gonna try to steer away from names too much because I feel like I'll miss so many people uh, that that because I had some some good coaches, uh, but I will say my 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 little league uh, football coach uh, was an animal, and I I have had the opportunity to tell him in person because I hadn't seen him for so long, and. Um, you know, being undersized in high school, being undersized in college, one thing that I think I prided myself on to be able to, to get the respect of my teammates and earn the, the trust of my coaches was just being super aggressive. And uh, I learned that, you know, I think from him. And, and it's Brad Turnbull. And I was playing uh, I was playing in Volney Rogers League, and then they shut down the, 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 the league, and I was playing for the Camel uh, Red Devils at the time. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, he had us out there doing stuff that I remember, like, not even really – I mean, it's like college stuff. You know what I mean? And we're, we're 10 years old. And, <laughs> and, I mean, he got us banging. You know what I mean? Straight, you know, nutcracker, Oklahoma drill, banging, yeah, no crying. Get, you know what I mean? Uh, bull in the ring. You know, like, relentless – animal hey stuff if they put on social media today no way they're letting <laughs> yeah, people get away with this stuff man <laughs> you know i remember i forgot my mouthpiece and, and uh I, you know he let me go without my mouthpiece and i was you know it was just like i mean he would literally he, he taught us to be tough, tough man to to be to be hitters hey, you and i remember he had me and my dude at middle linebacker and uh he'd call us salt and pepper you know what i mean and, and, i mean he just trained us like like a like an angry pit bull man. he would make us fight you know and so I think I'm thankful for the aggressive for the aggression, you know, that that, that hey. he gave early on, man. No, no, no. You you brought back some memories. So I'm thinking like when, you know, little kids lining up for nutcracker, practicing all day. You know, I I am thinking like in, in comparison to now with concussions and head to head trauma. Uh I'm thinking about bull in the ring. I'm thinking about all that stuff, how how all that stuff was just so normal, what made kids tougher and, and, and it made it made you who you were, you know what I'm saying? But then I'm thinking like how how now if that stuff was on TV now or on social media, now, <laughs> then it come shut the team down. For real. 
Nah, go ahead. And uh, <coughs> then I'd say the next one probably was, you know, was, uh, you know, uh, Coach Smith. Uh, yes. Same stuff, you know, at, at Ursland. He would, uh, we would literally have a, a point in time in, in camp where he would have us fight. So I don't know how many coaches do that, but <laughs> we would fight, you know, for a minute. So you fight. And uh, with with the helmet on and pads, but anything goes no in the balls or the eyes. But it was a you got sixty seconds to fight each other, whatever, slam them, whatever, toughening up, any stomach, whatever, anything goes. And uh, that that stuff uh, I appreciate. Uh, relentless, always talking about and teaching us uh, adversity. You know, always talking about adversity, always preparing you for adversity. So when the game hit. He was always trying to push us to our limit to break us to a point of adversity in practice to when the game hit, he starts saying adversity is like it, it turned you into an animal because you just have all these flashbacks of being in adversity and not being able to give up. And so I, I think, you know, that I appreciated about him and I appreciated the way that he – it wasn't even me. He just would be the mentor for a lot of the inner city kids in there and uh, be somebody to emulate in that father figure that, you know, could kind of keep everybody in line. Um, he has a lot of respect for that too. Oh, yeah. He, he's been time. putting in work for years. And he, he like – Damn, man. I mean, he got to be 65 years old right now. He just looked like he's 20. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's still he's still he's still working out like he's 20. Now, I said this shout out to shout out to any anybody who's who's been committed to the development of young people for a period of time. I will say that. Like that just when, big impact. Yeah. When, when, you, when you as you were talking about him, I'm thinking like, man, he was he was there literally for both of us as kids. Yeah. You know, we and we're adults now. And so it just made me think to myself like And has, before us it was it was people for twenty well, years. Oh, he's he's been invested in. Yeah. My fault. Go ahead. I, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to break your flow, but that was you yep. know, that, that was special. Yep. And um and then you know, I would say that the balance of um you know, some of my uh my coach in, in, in high school, uh coach Vivo and, and then my, my coach in college, um, you know, Coach Schetzel, I think the 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 thing about Vivo is, is he had that personality piece. He was able to bring the relationship aspect of things, and he was very cerebral and smart. But I think, you know, I admired the way that he was able to connect with everybody. So he was able to connect with the white kids, the black kids, you know, the Hispanic uh -huh. kids, and, and build that uh, camaraderie and, and have that ability to joke with us and feel like we was friends, but still kick it in the gear and be our coach, you know, at yeah. the same time. So I admire that. That's a skill. That is a skill. And, um, and, 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 and this, the toughness of, of my college, uh, head coach, who's still there. Uh, he was old school, you know, basically don't care, you know, if you like quit, like whatever, we going to drive you through some, you know, through some crazy stuff. Um, what what I admire about those guys too is the instincts to know when to when to allow. You know, for me as a leader, I've had to kick it into where I'm not all. I don't always need to be the leader of everything. I need to step back and let my captains lead at times, and let my top people lead at times, and not always me out front leading everything. Because a lot of times your peers will respond better to the captain uh, yes. people that are their age or doing what they're doing more yes. than the head coach. And um, that's true. Both of those guys seem like they um, found uh, some people. And, and I, I was blessed at, at one point to reach the level to where I became one of those people. But to 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 have the ability to step back and let once they earn the, once they had the, the they had respect for somebody that they could lead. Uh, both of them would would make you feel like it was your team you could go ahead and, and take over and, and allow you to take over, you know, mm -hmm. at times. And uh, those things stand out about those from a coach's standpoint. How about how about uh, teammates from you? Yeah, I, I think my ultimate respect um, is really for two guys. Um, and I'm not sure if people may remember, uh, but there was a guy by the name of uh, Chris Gamble who used to play for me in high school yeah. – or not high school, wide college. Out. Yeah, he was a wide-out wide out kickoff returner, cornerback. Uh, eventually went to um, – he got drafted by the uh, Carolina Panthers and played for like eight years, you know, made a ton of money. Um, but he, he was the um, he was the epitome of what I think was the greatest athlete I've ever seen, um, the most humble guy that I've ever seen. And then when I seen him, um, what was that, 2012, 13, when I seen him 10 years later, he was the same guy. 
right? The same, same simple, humble guy. And I think what I most admired about Chris is that Chris never talked, right? Never said anything to nobody. Uh, but Chris was always uh, very, uh, he's a likable individual, which I think people uh, underrate the ability just to be a likable person, you know, not like a shithead. Um, I think also um, him just working <coughs> his ass off. But then I think the biggest thing uh, when we're talking about a playing standpoint, uh, he always came through and made enormous plays uh, when they needed to be tough. made. Yeah. And so and so having that combination of humility, working um, and coming through for your teammates, but then also uh, having the personality to like not get caught up into the spotlight or not want to be like a super celebrity superstar. I think that, that was something I admired about him because, you know, um, uh, it, I, I think so many things I failed at uh, and I wish that I was better at. He was, you know, what I'm saying. Yeah. And my ego and, and, and me wanting to be famous, that thing caught me up. And um, as soon as I got the success and the fame, you know, I was the guy, you know, messing with all the girls and the guy partying and the guy uh, uh, being a reproduction of MTV Cribs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, and that was, um, you know, that was that was my thing. But, you know, Chris was one of them. Another guy. And I, had, I had just this is just off topic. Funny. But, um, you know, I was just um, we took a private jet this past week. Yeah. And uh, so it was the, my first time, my first experience. And, uh, you know, I had to apologize to the, to, the, to the pilot and the crew, you know, at the place where the jet, you know, takes off. For what? Yeah, because I told him, you know, I said, you know how I am with this stuff. But, I, you know, I told him, I said, uh, I want to apologize in advance. You know how they say, you know, act like you've been here before. <laughs> uh, I haven't, and, and, and I'm not going to be able to do it. I mean, I was out there with the, uh, you know, the selfies, man. We oh, were all out though. there wilding out. You could tell we ain't never been there before. Ain't nothing wrong with that, but, though. But, uh, yeah, that was, I, I was at, like, MTV Cribs. You just, no, I, uh, I was out there like, we made it. No, but, Look, but, Ma. You, you, you can't be mad at that. A, a person can only be happy with that when a person is honest about where they came from. You know, and at times when you when you on a track of business, and I know we switching gears for a little bit, but but it's called sports success in, in the streets, right? And I feel like we're able to talk about it. But when when you hit times in your life are just moments. You know, life life is all about moments, the moments that you have, and you know you have these experiences, and and if you can have these experiences around people who you love or or who appreciate the moment or can or can understand the significance of it with you. Like it's, it means something, you know what I'm saying? You know, so oftentimes, like, you no, know, oftentimes I used to get into spaces and I would be successful. But when I would look around, like, I'd be like, man, I don't even know these fucking people. You know what I'm saying? Or I, w I would be enjoying a car or enjoying a restaurant or enjoying a trip, you know, but none of the people who I grinded with, who would, uh, who, who could understand a perspective where things have the, like the distance you between. Enjoy it between like. Look at us. Look at how far we came. Look at where we're at and know the whole story yeah. and know the background. Bro, if people want to know, you know, prior to doing a photo shoot, you know, we were doing a photo shoot today, right? Yeah. And just to sit and know that everybody's from the same space, from the same place, and to look around and you're in something that your friends own. You know what I'm saying? You're in something where the people who are around are employed from your friends or like from your neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Because Youngstown is one big neighborhood, right? So yeah. you call it a neighborhood when no you're doubt. out of it, it's your neighborhood, right? Yeah. And for, for that stuff to be happening, like that's a big deal. You know what I'm saying? And so I couldn't help but to smile, smile. because you say, like, like. We couldn't even get a picture, picture. with us mugging. They nah. wanted us to mug. We just kept <laughs> smiling and laughing. There's nothing, to, there's nothing to be mad about, you know? And, and to have that, you know, like this, and I know we switched gears, but to have that moment is cool like that like that's it, it, it's cool and I, i'm pretty sure like you know if you're not a hater and you get there you've had moments where you can appreciate but if i look i had a chance to experience my first private jet with trussell trussell was the first guy to put me on one right but that's a whole lot difference from me being able to charter my own private jet mm -hmm. you feel i'm coming from mm -hmm. big difference you know what i'm saying and so i get to a point i'm able to charter my private jet i'm gonna capture the moment I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to have a smile on my face. I'm going to kick back. And I'm going to be proud and grateful, but I'm going to live up that moment. Now, you know, I, I don't know where I was going from there, but I'm going I'm to live it up. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. I'm coming with you. <laughs> Straight up. But I, I don't know. My, my, my second guy, um, my, my second teammate, you know, um, and, and, and we weren't teammates, but we were on the same 
team in the same space. And I'll just describe that just for anybody who may want to know. My second favorite person who uh, I admire the most, uh, he, he may be like, he may be like one one A, and is Derek Toes. And Derek is probably the most. Um, and anybody who doesn't know Derek Toes, you and Derek Toes do inspire minds together, Simon. I'm, I'm pointing towards Simon. And uh, Derek was the previous running back at uh, my high school before I got there, right? And at that point, I had never looked to uh, anybody who was my same age as um, be, be for a source of inspiration or uh, it was hard for me to look at my peers and say, hey, I admire this guy for something he does. But from the time I stepped into high school and he was leaving to go to Penn State and I was coming because I had transferred schools to be who I was, I've never met a more, uh, I, I don't say top five, he, he has to be like top five human beings I've met in my life. Like, you know, I, I really have to say when it, when it all comes down to it, well, I say top 10 because I've met, I've met a lot of good people, but just just top 10 great fucking people in regards to how, how he was respected amongst his peers, his work ethic, his silence, his faith, his um, just just the way he cared about people, he invested into people. Uh, even on a high school level, the way he was uh, revered by his teammates, but I even think even more so the way he played on the field was completely opposite with how he acted off the field. Very aggressive, uh, very uh, just very aggressive, and I, I, I like aggressive people. You know when they play sports, like just a fearless attitude. Uh, but even more so, like and it seems like what's crazy is I like all the people who I wasn't like. And I, I think I admired them for being able to be that way, but I just was never like those guys in regards to how I played the game or in regards to what I did. But if, if I had to go down with two people and I, they would say, who, who, who are two teammates that you would want or two people that you would say, hey, you know, if the game was to be taught to somebody else or if, or if, or if, um, if you were said, hey, what is the standard for performance in, in winning a championship team? I would definitely pick Chris Gamble, and I would definitely pick Derek Toes. And if you heard what I said, a lot of the a lot of the things I say are similar in both of them. <coughs> but I, re, I respect the silent guy who just handles his business. I, I, I always admired that. You know, don't say much, shut the fuck up, handle your business. And um, and I, I think it would it would be those two guys. I don't know what about your two or, or what about teammates that you come of, across. Yeah, I, I think um, you know, I started in, uh, just uh, in college. Uh, there was a dude named Rob Keefe. So he was a uh, he was a redshirt junior when I was a redshirt freshman. He, he was a couple years older than me. I was a redshirt sophomore. He was a senior, redshirt senior. He went on to uh, coach the uh, arena football team, I uh, think the Philadelphia Soul. They won a championship. Uh, he played it at high level in arena ball, uh, was a cornerback for us. Uh, but he was uh, – what I, what I admired about him was three things that stick out to me. One, uh, his energy. So this is one of the dudes that, you know, when people think I'm passionate, I'm, I'm the dude running all over, getting everybody fired up. His, his attitude and energy was, was above that. what I had, you know, what I was used to being that person. He oh, was that gotcha. and even another level above that. I mean, he gotcha. was, he was just always intense and, and, and excited. Uh, even on days where most it was hard to get excited, he would find a way to get people excited. Oh, and wow. so uh, I love that about him. He's coaching to this day, and that's a diamond in the rough right there for, for coaches. Uh, dude's a beast, still coaching um, and winning. But uh, the other thing that I admire about him is work ethic. You know, he, he would be out there uh, doing drills in the summer, you know, cones, this, that, always. By himself. By himself or gotcha. with two other people. Uh, and then the third thing was his, his ability to uh, show humility. You know, that he, he, was, he was one of the best people on the team. Uh, players and would make the freshman feel comfortable even when he was a senior and would bring everybody together and and uh, he was good with building camaraderie. Gotcha. You know? So th th those would be the, uh, the things about Rob. Uh, next uh, in uh, also uh, high school and in college would be uh, uh, Justin Adams. My you know my, my friend yeah. Justin. <laughs> so when when you're saying uh, when you're bringing up Derek and and gamble i'm thinking of justin so same way justin super not aggressive you know off off the field mm -hmm. real chill laid back uh but wasn't afraid to mix it up on the field always would make big time plays so in crunch time you know i could you think of many moments one of them was was a game you were out 
in in Harding, the uh, the other guy, Casein uh, was the running back at uh, at YSU second second game of the year or third game of the year. Uh, we we just beat Sharon where Justin put up three touchdowns, and if you would ask who was the best player on the field that day, they would have pointed to Justin, not Marlon Jackson. Jackson. Uh, he, he In crunch time, Justin found a way always to elevate himself. And I think it started with his work ethic, which is he's the person that will show up quiet, don't say a lot, but he's going to outwork everybody. And um, and so, you know, I remember against Harding, we're, we're losing off a big win against Sharon. They beat us by 35 the year before we go to Sharon, beat them by 10. And so the third game of the year, we're at, we're at YSU. We find ourselves down four, four downs. We stop them inside the five-yard line. We were down, I think, 12-7. And that would that, that touchdown would have put us away. Uh, they went for it on fourth down. We stop them at the one. We get the ball. There's a minute and a half left. We get some breathing room. All of a sudden, they call a draw to Justin, and he breaks 90, and we win. And so that, that – is just how he would roll all the time, making big time plays, but never would be. He would hand the ball to the ref, be real easy chill, going. yeah, easy, easy going. And uh, so we would play off of one another. We would always have good games. When when he would have a good game, I'd have a good game because the energy would just pass. transfer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, offense and defense, and we were close and, and all of that. So you know, I admire that about Justin. He would be find a way to play through injuries, pain, but you would never know it unless you was real close to him. You wouldn't know he was in pain. You wouldn't know he was playing through an injury. He just would just shut up and do his job all the real, time. Real callous. All the time. And uh, never break under pressure, never show emotion or none of that stuff. Uh, that's character, though. You know, like um, like ha- having the ability to play through um, <clears throat> not just injuries, just but just having the ability just to um, be reserved, man. Um, I don't know. Just got guys who are like that. I, I think that 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 speaks. You know, um, you know, loads of lo- lo- I don't know loads of what, but just just character. Like when I, when I think of even when I think of Justin now. I think of Justin as like a guy of character. I think of Derek, Derek, a guy of character. I think of Chris Gamble, these dudes who got characters. I don't know. You know, all that stuff transfers in life. Yep, no doubt. Um, and then, you know, I think the other one that stands out to me, and there's been a bunch, man, that, that, that have been great teammates, you know, that uh, that I had the chance to play with in high school and in college. And, you know, we won a state championship in high school. So I think the whole team uh, was something to, to – uh, emulate and learn from what happens when you connect people from different parts. That's the one thing about Ursuline. You got cats, you know. I got, I got cats I, that that I play with that went to jail for murder, and and that are in prison currently. And I got cats that I play with that are, you know, that are that come from you know nice areas and rich yeah. families. And so Ursuline will mix you all up in a pot. And so to have that on one team and and watch the unity from people from all different walks of life. Uh, was something to emulate the love that everybody had for each other. Uh, I think that made us better. We felt like we could beat anybody in the state at that time uh, because I think of the love. We put, I think we counted from uh, freshman to senior, we end up having 20 cats that went D1, you know, from freshman to senior from, yeah. from that whole unit and uh, some All-Americans and, and, uh, and stuff like that. Uh, but the, the one of the people that sticks out to me on that team was um, – the uh, Smaltz brothers, uh, who one ended up being a, on my board, uh, and they both boxed in a high school boxing tournament. They both won it. Uh, similar, though, similar vibe. Not real big talkers, but won high school boxing tournament, both of them. You know what I mean? And, and would lay the wood on you in the game. You know, those, those, were, those were guys that would go to work, that your parents would love them, people would love them, but – if if it's fourth down or if it's fourth quarter and you like man we in a battle we in like this is war out here who do you want to play with who you? can i count on it might not be the cats that was going d1 if we picking for this quarter and it's a bloodbath i think i'm going with the with the smaltz twins you know what i'm saying because they're gonna leave everything out there you know what yep. i mean them 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 cats uh st- you know stick out to me as uh teammates I, I i tell you what even when you said that i don't want to digress from the point but um even in my days today i don't even want superstars on our team that we have now i can't deal with superstars and it, there there's uh there, there there's a there's a definite level of entitlement <laughs> that comes with people who are real ta- talented ego ego um and i would rather take just some dependable, hardworking, humble uh, people—be it employees, be it friends, be it everybody—but the but the um, 
the 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 celebrity of the team, I can't do. You know, but I but I, I look back now and I can see how um me being that to other people how that's how it why, affected that's them. That's why you said trust had eighty percent of the time. Yeah, but I, I see it now. Like everything I used to be, and that would um, that you know people would kind of criticize or try to coach me through. I can see now as an adult, wise like in the team atmosphere, I can see how it was destructive. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it, 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 and this, and I'll say this. I've said this a lot. Sports, even sports in certain positions, right? <clears throat> that's something that before you say that point, that's something that gets underestimated as a coach. You know, like Phil Jackson. You know, is is they think, well, you got all this talent. You're lucky anybody can win. Sometimes it's harder to win when yes. you got all that talent, yes. all them egos to manage. How do you manage all these egos and yes. make them play together? Man, I play this one. Everybody thinks they're sweet. Sports is the most team-oriented selfish game that I've ever been a part of, right? And I'll tell you this, right? So I remember um, after being away from sports for a while, uh, this is when I was in prison. I came back and I played for uh, Omaha Nighthawks, and I was you know, out there playing sports, right? So I played out there for three years. When I was out there, I would say to myself, I say, man, you know, um, my heart and my mind is telling me that I should be um, happy for this guy who's running the ball. But if I'm happy supporting and rooting for him and he has success, I don't have any success because I'm sitting on the bench. And I remember myself like actually waiting on him to fail, (coughs) right? And I would look forward to him failing and I would be happy when he would fail. And I would feel indifferent about it because I felt like a hater. And I was like, man, why do I feel like a hater? Because I'm really hoping this guy doesn't succeed so I can get an opportunity to get on the field rather than saying, hey, I just want to win the game. You know what I'm saying? But the sporting aspect turns you so much into a egomaniac, let me play, I need to be seen. Well, before we can compete together as a team, we have to first compete against each other. Yeah. To, to name the, the starters, yeah, you know what I mean. So that's what's difficult. But, but so, it's so keeping so, all of that together. So that's a selfish mentality. Yep. You know that that's a I want to beat you mentality. And then hey, once I beat you, a hey, root for me, support me after I kicked your ass. Hey, I'm about to beat the shit out of you. But then after I beat the shit out of you, I want you to come out here and be my best friend. After I've beat you, that's all we saying. You know what I'm saying? And so I gotta say that that part as an adult was hard. I was like, yo, because I don't want to dislike somebody. I don't want to be a hater. I don't want to be that guy who dislikes somebody. But take 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 it a step further. I went to my guy's name, Shad Williams, and so we're in the locker room. I say, Shad, you're one of the best dudes I've ever met in my life. From Texas, Southern dude, humble, easygoing, nice to everybody, respectable to everybody. But at that point in my life, he was better than me. Like I said, I, I said in prison for four years, and I didn't play three years prior to that. I didn't have seven years. Seven years, yeah. I didn't have football training. I was coming out of prison, bro. I was two hundred and twelve pounds trying to go play football from a prison yard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh yeah. So he's he's a better person than me, and so that was hard. But I set him down in the locker room. I say, bro, I say this gang got me fucked up, and I say I like you. I love you as a person. We go hang out. We joke together. We like we joke all the time together. We joke in the meetings together, but then when we get on the field, I don't like you. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't like that. And that's at times I said, man, I'm ready to step away from this stuff because the feelings are so conflicted. You know what I'm saying? And just who it was fucking with me as a person. I was like, bro, I don't want to be involved in this stuff. You know, because it makes it, 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 it turned me into a hater. And I didn't know how to control that thing. But that's the thing. And I don't know how that fits into this podcast. But I did want to say that. But I wonder if that's in business elsewhere where you like you're supposed to be rooting for people and then. They end up performing better than you, but then you want that spot, and then you have personal emotions that are caught into it because you've put so much work in to get to your spot. And I don't know, it's just that, that that's it's, it's a weird space to be <coughs> in that that becomes hard to manage. Well, I don't in, know. In 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 business, you know, for me, um, it's it's been I remember those same feelings and in, in, in that same type of deal. As I've aged, as I've gotten older, and, and I've realized how big of a company I'm in, and and how big of a world we're in. You know, I, people sometimes get a scarcity mentality versus an abundance mentality. Yeah, 100%. And so you can win 
and, and charter a jet, and so can I. Yes. For you to do it doesn't mean I can't do it. Yes. You know, so that's the, the cool thing is in, is in you know, even in within my main company, I got to say my company because there's, there's a few that I'm a part of, but the main, you know, business, American Income, uh, I'm rooting for people that win. I am happy when other people win, and I don't feel like it's, it's diminishing my opportunity. And uh, that's a, that's a, it's a daily struggle of, of trying to battle your ego and humbling yourself. And, and a lot of it has to do with your spirit, mind, body, spirit, where you're at spiritually and, and mentally. Um, but it's, it's a healthy space to be in, to feel, you know, I know uh, that a lot, and, and I tell people this, our, our, my, the three people that, are, that I go to the most that are leaders in our organization uh, are so united at the top that it makes everybody else better all throughout the organization, which is rare to find because they're all kind of competing, but, but we're on the same team. And so I think in business that's important to find is, is when you create the right karma for yourself to root for others versus just rooting for yourself, you'll end up getting more people rooting for you. And, you know, I heard a quote, before I read in a book has said that, you know, really nobody ends up super successful unless a lot of other people want them to be, uh, because at some point you're going to need a lot of people that, that people make you follow you, help you, you know, this and that, uh, to close out, you know, I think we wanted to, to probably close out in the next 10 minutes or so. Uh, why don't we get on to the last one, which, which was people that you coach now, uh, from a leadership standpoint, who sticks out, to you and, and it, it may not be name wise uh but what qualities or or things stick out about the best players to coach now yeah well, I, I give you two people easy very easy um and one is a woman and she probably won't listen to this but if she did she'd know what i'm talking about well, uh, we gotta make her listen to it. yeah <laughs> yeah so this woman uh literally uh is probably one of the greatest people um I've ever had a chance to even be around uh, one, her ability to care for people, her ability to execute what she's asked of and her ability to um, go above and beyond, <clears throat> excuse me, to go above and beyond every simple task. She's definitely got the concept of doing more than what you're paid to do. Like she's definitely that, that, that is the the cornerstone or the bedrock of her entire existence and she is one of the sweetest people where nothing bothers her she always executes she goes above and beyond always volunteers always uh thinks of ways to corral other people to make them uh feel more welcomed and and to feel like a team always thinking of ways to make us better always thinking of ways to bring more opportunity and she's found ways to make me pay her more just because she adds more value before she's even as you're saying this i'm thinking that's a person that ends up always getting paid more yes but an accident but and she never did it to get paid more you know what i'm saying And uh, if there's if there's a uh, a problem within the organization, she without a shadow of a doubt always tries to put herself in a say, well, how can we solve this or, or what can we do? And she's always proactive about that. There's no, if I call her right now and I said, hey, I need a ride uh, from uh, from where we're at right now. I guarantee you she would stop doing what she's doing and she would get in her car and she'd come get me within two seconds and she wouldn't complain about it. And she would say, uh, Mr. Maurice, do you want some water? Do you want some food? Where do you want me to drop you off at? Let me rearrange my day. I got you like like a person who wants to see the company do well. And, and it sounds like a genuine person, not Gen- an ass kisser no, fake. No, no, You know when no. people do that and it's fake. Yes, because they're trying to angle it, something. Because then they, here comes the streets again. Yes. You know what I mean? So I'm like, yes. I know yeah. th- this ain't even genuine love. Yes. This ain't even genuine. Yes. You wouldn't do this consistently. Yes. You know what I mean? You this, want this woman you're talking about is it, just. It, it's all out of love, right? And, and, the, and the other person is a gentleman. And I, I promise you without a shadow of a doubt, um, I, I just think that we, we undervalue experience because this person has no college education, uh, transition from being in the streets, transition from being in prison. Uh, but when it comes time to execute, when it comes time to self-educate, when it comes time to just literally um, uh, being like the the guy for internal checks and balances, I think that he's just one of the um, 
one of the one of the greatest people you know that that I can I can name of uh, just from holding people accountable. And so his personality is the complete opposite of the first person I named, but he's um, somebody I know who's very firm with checks and balances as in regards to people doing their jobs, in regards to people uh, are, are, are not having a personal relationship with anybody and knowing how to hold people accountable um, uh, uh, and just executing tasks, you know what I'm saying? Just like literally, right, it's two things in, in business that matters. It's uh, direction and execution, right? Where, where are we going to execute what we're doing with where we're going, right? And I think he's the master at that. He's been able to master Wham! You know how do I, how do I make this thing happen? And so, uh, th- those are two people. You know, uh, and, and if you take anything away from all my 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 um my props that I'm giving them, uh, the first thing was just all both of these people do do extremely more than what they're paid to do. You know, they're they're not asking for overtime or anything like that. I'm finding more ways to get these people resources, even to the point with the guy who I'm talking about. We we went offline and invested into some other business together because I want to find more Create ways to more dr- value to, for yes. money for him. Yes, and I put this money up to, to, to. I do the same stuff. The as same. soon as I'm hearing this, I'm like, yeah, I, I can. I have a person. I have people. people like yeah, this. and so I'm just trying to figure out th- through directly what we're doing. We're kind of exhausted based upon what that position is worth um, and, and where I can have somebody else. But I said, hey, you know, let me put some money up on something. Let me get my capital back and let's split the proceeds off of what we do and to make that deal happen. And and both of those people, um, it, it, so, so anybody I'm doing business with, and I'm very intentional about this, uh, you have to be a fan of me. Like if you're not a fan of me and what I represent or what it is that I'm trying to pursue we're not going to get along, and that's not and that's not egotistical. But that's Maxwell the, uh, calls it get along to go alone. Get along can't to go, go along. along if we don't get along. Yeah, absolutely. And, and but but if a person steps into my space, if they're not enthusiastic about wanting to see me succeed, and I'm not enthusiastic about wanting them to succeed, it's not going to work. And so that that just you know it to 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 the small and trivial minded, you may look at it as egotistical. Egotistical to the person who understands business understands that yes. you have to have people who are fans who are, who are willing aligned who are aligned to do anything that it takes in order for us to win and that's the only way you win and you have to have um you have to have uh organization you have to have a flow chart of who's in charge and each person has to be following a specific mission and for those people who are not following the mission and be it employees within your company I know i'm getting off track a little bit but for the people who are not following those missions or are following the leader they will destroy a company and it's my responsibility to keep the people who are rooting for me and rooting for our mission on the team and who are excited about you know some of the things that we want to accomplish and so I, I let it off to you because I, I started to get excited talking about these people but then also about just just the love of people that you need you need people who love you who, who will die for you who are committed to you and that's how you win no doubt no doubt so when I when I think of the I, I'm thinking of this and I'm thinking man I got a long list of, of and that's good of, of people <laughs> that's good that are great to coach i mean I, I i can literally probably draw up over 50 you know right now and um so i i'll just lump them together somewhat in in some of the qualities that that stand out to me about these and and these people range from you know people that are 60 years old that i'm coaching right now to a 19 year old you know currently right now uh are making up this list and um you know, I'd say that the first one uh, that sticks out to me is humility. You know, so I think these are some of the teammates you're talking about and all of the. So the one thing out there, if you want to be one of the better, you know, players, at some point you got to show some level of, of humility if somebody's going to want to coach you. Uh, so the, the humility, um, the uh, ability to execute and not feel like they're being uh, they're an asshole, not an asshole. But an ask hole when, yeah, when they I ask you questions it. and you don't and, and, and it's just a waste of your time. They go down to a hole. People that are implementers that every time I am able to give them something of, of knowledge, I know it's not me wasting my time. It's always going to be an investment because they're going to take it, implement it and then teach it to somebody else. So people that are implementers uh, and, and, and execute things, uh, people that are on time, people that have discipline. Uh, to to trust that they're going to be where they say they're going to be at the time that they're supposed to be there. And I don't have to worry about, like you, I didn't worry about this was on a calendar for a month, and I didn't have to worry if you were going to like be here. 
I knew you would be here. Even if you your daughter had a game, you spent time with her last night, eight, mm-hmm. nine o'clock, you didn't hit the road till to from Columbus. Yeah, I mean and you're back up in, in, in here early in the morning. I don't I don't worry about that because of your character and the discipline and and so I think the people that are my favorite to coach uh, and to be on a team would have discipline uh, to do what needs to happen regardless of how they feel. Uh, the people that are uh, that are the best to coach, uh, they they learn to um, not uh, be entitled uh, to success. And, and have an attitude of gratitude. You know, I have all the people that you could think of. It's all they, when you put a person in a position where, you know, you're talking about some of these employees, the people that I'm paying the most earned it over time to where I kept having this feeling in me of, oh, I can't wait to pay her more. I can't wait to him to make more money. I can't wait because they deserve it so much. They've earned it by doing more than what they're paid to do. Some people feel like, well, if I do too much work and they're paying me for this, they're never going to want to pay me more because I'm already doing it for this cost for free. And it's actually the opposite. But that's a small man's you, mentality. That's a, that's a broke-ass mentality. Yes. It, w- what happens is it, it puts pressure on the other person because if somebody gets you a gift you know, for Christmas, you want to get them a gift, yes. right? Isn't it awkward when somebody gets mm-hmm. you a gift and you forgot to get them or then, you know, it's like, let's mm-hmm. just not get gifts. You know what I mean? Because the first thing you want to do when somebody gets you something is to give it back. And that's the whole concept of, of, of <coughs> the more you give, the more you receive. It's, it's real. And, and so the, the people that are the best to coach are always giving off more than what they're getting. Uh, they're, they're coachable. They're, they're disciplined. They execute things. Um, but my, of course, the fate, my favorite people to, to coach uh, get freaking results. You know, make, make no mistake about it. Uh, it's good to be a good person. It's good to have character. It's good to have all these things. But you're not going to be much fun to coach if you can't score and we're playing a game where we need to win and we, and we need to score. So people that will go out there and get results and, uh, and carry the ball no matter what's going on in their personal life. I watch so many people – get affected professionally by things going on in their personal life that it's important to have people around you at the top that will perform regardless of what's going on in their personal life. You know, Nat D who, you know, I watched her lose her sister-in-law to suicide and her triplet brother uh, within a 12 month span and not break a stride at all. Uh, in business. I mean, not, if anything, I watched her get better during that period. And so people that I'm surrounded by that can handle personal life problems because we all got them. We all have them. Everybody got them and not allow them to creep into their professional life to where they can be depended on regardless, relied on regardless of what's Mm -hmm. going on in their personal life. That's when you truly become a professional. I think you, 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 as a professional you know, if if uh, Ben Roethlisberger's girlfriend breaks up with him, you know he needs to show up and play quarterback against the Raiders. If if uh, the linebacker for the Raiders' uh, uh, uncle uh, is is upset with him, and you know his son fell down and, and bruised his knee, and he's getting stitches, he needs to play middle linebacker for the, for, for the Raiders. Uh, and so professionals learn how to perform regardless of what's going on in their in their personal life. So. Uh, those are just some of the qualities that stick out to me about some of the best people to coach, uh, along with being good teammates and rooting for people, your peers to succeed versus your peers to to uh, to fail. So, uh, thanks for thanks for joining us uh, on another episode of Streets Sports and Success. Uh, we'll see you again soon.